Additional support for today's Heat Treat Radio episode is provided by Furnaces North America 2020 Virtual, the industry's very first 100% virtual trade show taking place September 30th through October 2nd at a computer near you. Learn more at www.furnacesnorthamerica.com. Hello and welcome to Heat Treat Radio. I'm your host, Doug Glenn, publisher of Heat Treat Today. The hope at Heat Treat Today is that you find these radio podcasts, print articles, web posts, and more helpful to your unique position in the automotive, aerospace, medical, and energy industry, as well as general manufacturing. To be a part of this endeavor, to be helpful, and to contribute to the widely read Furnaces North America virtual trade show special print edition, stick around till the end of today's episode where we'll tell you how you can submit one or more heat treat tips that might be helpful to your fellow heat treater. Today, however, the topic of discussion is combustion. And it is not only an important feature, but also the core to heat treat as the key to high value solutions. That is, according to today's guest, Carl Nicolia, the president of PS Energy. Carl wrote an article that appeared in a recent edition of Heat Treat Today entitled, The Science of Combustion in an Age of Uncertainty. Several of the points Carl dealt with in that article we'll deal with today on this podcast. Get ready to hear why not all fire is created equal and why your company needs to evolve with the times and take advantage of the recent combustion efficiency technologies. So let's jump into today's interview. We're here today on Heat Treat Radio with Carl Nicolia, who's the president of PS Energy. And first thing I want to do is welcome you, Carl. Welcome. Thanks, Doug. It's great to be here. appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and your listeners. Great, great. We're going to talk a little bit about combustion today, uh, but before we do, I wanted to give our listeners, give you a chance to tell our listeners a little bit about your background, just so they can get a sense of, of who they'll be listening to. So if you want to give us just a brief idea, Carl, of your background, especially on, you know, if you have any, the, any of the heat treat background would be, uh, be good to hear about as well. Oh, uh, sure. Um, well, Doug, after I, I had a great career in uh, larger global businesses, um, uh, folks like GE and Chrysler Corporation. Um, and a- after that run, I had met several very smart people uh, that had been in the combustion industry for some time. And uh, they had some unique ideas on how we could really truly help elevate the performance of heat treating operations. So uh, after doing some homework on the industry and the technology and uh, um, you know, the opportunity there, uh, we started PS Energy in May of 2013. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, uh, we've been helping customers really throughout North America solve combustion issues and, and help deliver productivity to combustion operations. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our team, we're primarily focused on radiant tube combustion systems. We do do some open firework as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the team itself brings about over 40 years of combustion experience to the table. Right. And uh, our, our whole goal, we were really formed on innovation mm-hmm. uh, around, fundam- fun- around the fundamental sciences, uh, 
mostly physics and heat treat, mm-hmm. and uh, um, with a huge obsession for customer satisfaction. Um, and we really like to, to take the approach of becoming part of the customer's team, not, not really be a, a considered an outside resource, but more of a team member with them, mm-hmm. um, and really develop, develop and play for the long term. So that's kind of the background on how we got into the combustion industry. Okay, great, great. Now, the immediate reason for us talking with you today is because in our June 2020 issue on page 37, we had a very interesting uh, article or column written by yourself entitled, The Science of Combustion in an Era of Uncertainty. Darwin was right, evolve or perish. That was the name of the column. Very a little bit provocative, you know, and it was a, it was an interesting column. And I might make reference just for those who might be listening at a later point. We are on the I don't know I, I want to say we're on the tail end of a COVID nineteen uh, pandemic, but some people might say we're in the middle of it. But nonetheless, that's why we uh, that the article says in an era of uncertainty. Uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit about that column. You make it. You make this comment in there, Carl, and I'd like to. There's a couple of comments I want to ask you about, and then we'll move on to more of the substantive stuff. You say all sure. fire is not created equal. It's kind of an interesting comment. What did, what did you mean by that? Right. Well, our team has been been having a lot of fun with the caveman references and the whole concept of evolution, and uh, and when we thought about it, you know, it really did apply well, especially in today's times, you know, and, and we won't get into whether we're at the beginning, middle or end of the uh, COVID thing, but, uh, you know, thinking about going from fire at the end of a club uh, to modern combustion systems, right? It's a huge leap forward. And uh, it was a good way for us to think about and highlight the concept that all fire is not created equal, right? Just because the burners are firing and the furnace is hot, Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're burning efficiently, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a big difference between uh, well-tuned, well-balanced combustion systems and and not well-tuned and well-balanced. Right. So in, in that reference, we talk about setting combustion appropriately, getting the right air-fuel ratio can mean the difference between, you know, in, in, a, in a heat treater's case, profitability and loss or high-quality and scrap, right? Mm-hmm. And balancing that combustion across the entire system can mean the difference um, in in getting customers, uh, in providing uh, the the uh, turnaround times that they need, mm-hmm. right? Getting that combustion system balanced and tuned, and keeping that system balanced and tuned are really essential to getting the most out of your fire, if you will. Right. So that was the. We, we had some fun with that reference, yeah. and uh, yeah. you'll, you'll see that carry through some of our advertising in the in the months to come as well. Yeah, that's great. Now, you make one other reference to Charles Darwin, a quote that he mentioned. Again, just briefly, it says, uh, the quote's not all that brief, but I wanted you to comment it on if you could. just says, it is not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent to survive. It's the one that is most adaptable to change. Intelligence is based on how efficient a species species became at doing the things they need to survive. How about that? Yeah. Comment on that one for a second. <laughs> that, that's a great quote. Uh, and uh, uh, again, uh, a little bit of fun with it, but it, especially in today's world, and I, I know, you know, many of your readers and listeners have been in operation for, for generations. And, you know, those companies have found a way to get a little better, a little smarter every day, every year, and have gone through, you know, not COVID-19, but I'm sure other 
other uh, issues, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, different issues. And I think having them focus on what's critical, really making smart investments, mm-hmm. um, these are the type of things that help move their operations forward, help evolve their operation. That's the type of evolution we're talking about. Uh, evolution to us is small, impactful changes that make a big difference. Right. And <clears throat> although today it might be difficult to imagine, you know, end customers in automotive, construction, off-highway vehicles, they're going to be back. Mm-hmm. And, and there's going to be pent-up there's going to be pent up demand and productivity is productivity is going to be an issue in the months ahead. And our end customers, as they come back online and look for suppliers that can meet uh, that rate with high quality um, and responsiveness, that's, that's going to be a differentiator. And so we think that thinking about that evolution now is really important, you know, making the changes now while you can uh, and be responsive when the time comes, for us is the right move. That's the evolutionary piece. Right, right. So PS PS Energy, uh, as you've already mentioned, really focuses in on combustion, combustion efficiency, furnace efficiency, that that type of thing. On page on the second page of this article was page thirty eight again in the June two thousand twenty issue. You mentioned a case study in there where. Your your crew went in and helped a contract commercial heat treater uh, to improve some efficiency. Can you just, if you don't mind, run down through that case study quickly. Tell us what you guys were able to do to help them adapt, improve, and uh, you know improve the type of fire they had in their organization. Sure, and this uh, this is a great story, but it's not a unique story for us. We have quite a few of these um, um, success stories around our products and services. Uh, We had a Midwest contract heat treating company um, that was interested in the ceramic waste heat recovery inserts. Mm -hmm. Um, And these are patented devices that that we designed uh, designed here at PS Energy. Mm -hmm. And they go into the exhaust leg of the radiant tube and they capture that energy that's normally lost out the exhaust, keeping that uh, energy inside the furnace. And and in the process, it balances the tube temperature and, and really increases the productivity of the process. Mm-hmm. So in this particular example, um, it was a nine-foot IQ furnace, and it had four U-tubes, um, probably pretty typical type of furnace that we might see in a lot of the uh, contract, manufac- contract heat-treating manufacturers um, uh, in, your, in your audience. Um, so what we did was install inserts in the four exhaust legs, mm-hmm. uh, in the exhaust legs of the four tubes, right. and, and then, of course, balanced and tuned the system. Now, this entire process took less than, less than one shift, less than eight hours to finish. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, the results were really impressive. Now, I always like to say at this point, this is not our data. This is customer data. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their recovery cycle was reduced by 25%. Mm-hmm. Now, recovery cycle is, you know, from the time I close the door to the time I start uh, my controlled uh, cycle, Mm-hmm. 25% reduction. Mm-hmm. And in that total cycle, they dropped gas consumption 5%, mm-hmm. which eventually led to an increase in output of that furnace by 10%. Mm-hmm. And what we love about this, and this is kind of the theme of the, the, the article, really, the total cost of this implement, to implement this 
was less than ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So, this, this is a perfect example of high value solutions. I hate to say low cost because you know cost is relative, but right. this is high value. Right. If I can deliver twenty five percent improvement uh, with less than ten thousand dollars, if I can deliver ten percent double digit output increases right. for less than ten thousand dollars, that's a high value solution. Yeah, yeah. The, that, the other that, thing I think that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that's a, my twenty five hundred bucks a tube. I mean, really. I mean, you know, you got four tubes. You you were upgrading, if you will, doing the inserts. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. And and the beauty of this, right? No piping changes, no construction, no long downtime, right? Right. right. So by by using the patented technology, right, the the new technology that's out there, combined with our tech enabled services, balancing and tuning, again, mm-hmm. using the, the latest in, in sensing technology and uh, cloud computing, this customer is able to achieve significant performance improvements. And what's awesome is this is a pretty common story for us. Right. Where we do this, these are the type of numbers uh, right. that we can achieve. Right. You know, and we kind of skimmed over uh, a little bit about the inserts. Take just a minute. Let's Let's just... Just make sure that it's clear what exactly it is that you're providing uh, as far as the, the, the inserts. Uh, I think the inserts primarily, but if you can expound on the services as well. But Sure. So, so the, the inserts, the, uh, whether you call them radium tube inserts, we like to call them uh, ceramic waste heat recovery devices or waste heat recovery inserts. Mm-hmm. These are uh, primarily silicon carbide, mm-hmm. um, and they're in a patented configuration. Um, it, that provides significant improvement in delivering energy through the tube into the load. Mm-hmm. And, and they do that um, by being the right material. Mm-hmm. Silicon carbide has a very high emissivity. Mm-hmm. Having the right shape where we take advantage of radiant energy transfer to the tube mm-hmm. uh, because of the shape of the, uh, uh, of the insert. And having a wide open cross-section, which does not put a lot of back pressure on the combustion system. We allow the combustion system to breathe. Mm-hmm. So the technology around that ceramic insert, uh, inserts have been around for a long time. The, the big technology improvement here is having the right material and having it in the right configuration to maximize the amount of energy that's delivered in a radiant tube and minimize the effect on the combustion system. And are these inserts only for U-tubes? Uh, no, they can be applied on any radiant tube. Okay. So, and we've applied them on, on straight tubes or I-tubes, uh, U-tubes, trident tubes, and W-tubes. Right, right, right. Okay, great. Uh, so let's. one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Carl, was uh, you talk in the article about, uh, about uh, combustion efficiency and furnace efficiency. Can you... Just elaborate on that a bit. I'm sure most of our most of our listeners will, would know the difference, but let's let's just elaborate. Make sure people understand the difference between those two. Yeah, and I think you know we think about this you know relatively broadly, right? Mm-hmm. So combustion efficiency is getting the most energy out of the fuel you purchase, mm-hmm. uh, and and ensure that you continue to get that same level of performance. Um, this is happening at the combustion system level, the burners, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Um, so this goes back to achieving optimal air fuel ratios. Right. Um, and it's so important, yet 
often overlooked by, by a lot of people, right? The difference between 7% excess oxygen in the exhaust and 3% excess oxygen is significant. Mm-hmm. If, if you're at 7% excess oxygen, you're delivering 20% less energy to the furnace than you are at 3%. Mm-hmm. 20%. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge number, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, especially, especially when you're talking about the core process for heat treating operations, making mm-hmm. heat, right? Right. Uh, I mean, I think that oftentimes, you know, we forget that in heat treating, combustion is the core process. Um, in you know, anytime we're running through a heat treat operation, you have to have um, uh, optimal combustion, mm-hmm. and there are high-value, easily implemented solutions out there that help you maintain and achieve the optimum combustion. When we think about furnace efficiency, furnace efficiency is what our customers get paid for, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting energy from the combustion system to the product. And, and how well we do that, in our view, is furnace efficiency. Uh, you think about it this way. You could have a perfectly balanced and tuned combustion system, you know, those four tubes on, the, on our example furnace can be tuned perfectly. Right. But we can let, in that system, 40% of the energy escape out of the exhaust. So combustion efficiency might be high, but furnace efficiency is not optimal. Um, so that's where we think about implementing the ceramic waste heat recovery devices, for example, you could talk about uh, textured tubes or bubble tubes is also another example to help you get that energy from the combustion system into the load. Right. Um, that, that's the name of the game. Getting more of the energy produced in efficient combustion to that product being processed, right. that's the name of the game. And that's furnace efficiency is the way I see it. When we return, we'll talk with Carl about the green movement and how small companies can incorporate the use of some of the latest combustion technologies. But first, a word about our sponsor, Furnaces North America 2020 Virtual. If you haven't heard, Furnaces North America 2020 has moved to an all-digital format due to the restrictions imposed by the Louisville, Kentucky government which is where the live event was supposed to happen on September 30th through October 2nd. Well, regardless of what Louisville will allow us to do, the show must go on, and the forward thinkers at MTI already had a fully digital backup plan in place when the cancellation notice came in from Louisville. So now, the event is 100% digital, and I must say that I've seen what they're planning, and it looks fantastic. This virtual event will be easy to navigate and will include all of the basic elements you would find at a live event, including interactive technical sessions, booths where you can actually walk up and down the aisle, if you will, and talk to someone in the booth. You can even do a face-to-face live video chat, if that's what you like to do, as well as networking opportunities. If you're a manufacturer with in-house heat treat, this will be the most convenient, least expensive heat treat trade show you'll ever attend. Truly, this will be the best opportunity you've ever had to have your entire heat treat department go to a heat treat specific trade show. Find out more by going to www.furnacesnorthamerica.com. So with that said, let's jump back to our conversation with Carl Nicolia. So you and I were talking before we 
push the record button here about a recent report that came out from ArcelorMittal regarding their green movement. Can you can you just? I thought that was pretty fascinating. Can you just recap that a bit and then maybe hit on the the uh, the ability for small companies to also embrace the technology that some of these bigger companies are are able to embrace. Yeah, we found this very, uh, very informative. Uh, Arsenal issued their 2019, uh, they call it their integrated report, uh, where they discuss their corporate responsibility and sustainability initiatives in the U.S. And they have 10 sustainability uh, development outcomes, and energy management is one of those 10 key outcomes. Mm-hmm. And and what was interesting, ArcelorMittal highlighted the development of a low-cost oxygen sensor for furnaces mm-hmm. that reduce fuel consumption mm-hmm. by allowing plants to see that combustion performance and then tune for optimization. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, this goes kind of goes back to our discussion, right? Furnace performance, combustion performance is the core to these operations, and they're highlighting the value of getting combustion uh, balanced and tuned correctly and keeping it correct uh, and keeping it right. So um, not everyone listening and, and reading, I'm sure, has the resources of ArcelorMittal. So luckily, uh, PS Energy has developed this technology for um, everyday heat treating operations, right? Mm-hmm. And any one of us can now apply this. Um, so and, and in fact, the same leading edge sensing technology and cloud computing technology is what our service team uses to deliver um, our, our combustion engineering services, our balance and tuning. And that's also incorporated into our combustion monitoring and alerting system. Right. So we, we, like to, we like to call that CMA. And uh, CMA, uh, installing CMA on your furnace is like having a dedicated technician taking combustion measurements every day. Right. And if, if something's starting to go out of tune, actions can be taken immediately uh, before furnace performance is affected. And alerts can be sent through the system. Uh, daily reports are issued on combustion. Mm-hmm. So you know combustion is, is running well. And if right. it's not, you're, you're deploying resources to get that out. Right, right. Get it? So... You elaborate a little bit more on that because I'm I'm I want to make sure it's clear in my mind as well as the listener's mind. So this combustion monitoring and alerting system is it's a cloud-based system. Yeah, it is, but but fundamentally it's uh, it's a, a sensor. It's mm-hmm. it's oxygen monitoring. It's pressure monitoring um, that is installed on each individual tube of the furnace mm-hmm. that records oxygen, excess oxygen in the stack, right. just as if you would stand there as a technician with a handheld meter, mm-hmm. but this is all connected through the cloud, right. which allows it to be accessible, which allows it to, to store the data for future analysis, for mm-hmm. trend analysis, um, and we've been able to use that tool to identify um, failing motorized control valves, um, uh, declining performance on combustion air fans. So there's so much that you can see over and above when you're starting to look at data over time yeah. versus a single point in time. Right. And um, that's where the cloud piece comes in. So it starts with pulling the, sense, pulling the sample from the right spot in, uh-huh. in situ from the exhaust. 
um, and, and having the highest level of sensing technology available on the oxygen side, mm-hmm. and then sending all that up to the cloud for the analysis, for the reporting. Right. Um, it, it basically, it's a tech standing there taking measurements every day. Yeah, yeah 24-7, and, 365, yeah. Yep, and, and you're able to uh, then get a report uh, that says, hey, here, here's, here's where our combustion is, and I can take steps to do that. Okay, so I've got a question about that. So you've got 24-7, 365 uh, monitoring of the system, cloud-based. The reports are coming back to the people in the company only and only to those people that need to know. And does it also, is this stuff that you guys are alerted to? So you call if something goes wrong, or is it basically just held in-house? Um, it can be either, Doug. So, you know, you have the option of adding our team into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can we can provide uh, input. Uh, the one thing that we have decided, though, is anytime the system is deployed, mm-hmm. um, we we never want to see that system uh, not functioning properly. So uh, we keep close eye on it. Um, the 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 combustion measurements are only a small piece. There's also a lot of health measurements around the system itself. So Mm -hmm. we're able to keep an eye on on the system. And then if something's starting to go wrong from a system standpoint, we haven't seen that yet. But if it ever does, we're able to send our technicians out to make sure that you don't get a break in that monitoring. Right, right. Have you had any issues with companies being concerned about cybersecurity? Um, So not, not yet. And we deal with that in two ways. Number one, the data that we're taking is is uh, relatively agnostic, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to see um, basically pressures and um, um, excess oxygen readings, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not really associated with anything else. Typically, um, when we get a when we get an output through there through the customer system. Mm-hmm. That's usually on the other side of their firewall, so the system security is in place. We can have a clean channel out to our to our um, uh, cloud. Mm-hmm. When customers are uncomfortable with that, we'll use uh, cell technology to right. deliver that. So there's no interconnectivity to their system. Right. So we have thought that through. Um, you know, some customers are more uncomfortable than others, but uh, we, we've done it both ways, where we've connected through. Uh, a portal in their system to get out to the internet, and then we've also connected through right. um, cellular. And is it possible to have a completely contained system where there is no internet connectivity? Um, no. Okay. Because a lot of a lot of the technology, a lot of the calculations, a lot of the analysis is done in the cloud. Okay. Um, I'm not. It's not to say that we haven't been asked for that, right. and we are we are working on local displays. Right. Um, for you know, for let's say a technician um, that you know just wants to walk up to the furnace and see how things are running, mm-hmm. uh, we do have provision. We do have provisions for that as well. Right. Right. Okay. That's good. All right. Very good. Well. So. So. All fire is not created equal. We know that, so that's good. Sounds like uh, <laughs> sounds like uh, PS Energy's got some good options uh, for people to help improve and maintain not only combustion efficiency but also furnace efficiency. And I assume this is good. The the example you had in the article was for a contract 
uh, or a commercial heat treater, but obviously this is this stuff also applies for anybody that's doing any type of uh, combustion heating, captive heat treater, sure. man manufacturers or commercial, I assume so. So what exactly would you emphasize to these manufacturers with their own in-house heat treat or even the commercials about the importance of combustion in the heating process? Combustion is really the core of their process. And um, if I could leave you with a message that there are high value, easily implemented solutions right. for, for achieving and maintaining that uh, optimal combustion, right. um, then I think we've, we've uh, given the listeners and readers um, uh, a little bit of value here. Um, right, right, exactly. Know, get, get it right and keep it right. Get your combustion right and keep it right. And then look for that technology that's available out there that can help you get the most out of every uh, BTU that you that you burn. Yeah, exactly. And the payback is almost a no-brainer in a lot of situations. Obviously, each situation is going to be unique. But the, it, I mean, with the example you gave in the article, the payback was was enormously good. So it's it's certainly worth investigating. It is. It is, and it's uh, it's always worth investigating when when it's about achieving more output, right? right. When you can achieve more output and ring the cash register more and create more opportunities for, for selling additional product or new product capacity, those are easier ROIs, right? If we're just looking at, oh, I want to save fuel, sure, that, that's also, um, it also uh, pencils out in that case. It's mm -hmm. just not the same sort of, uh, you know, three-month turnaround or, right. you know, uh, as quick. But um, in, our, in our case, we recommend three areas, right? Get combustion right and keep it right. That's a tech-enabled service team and monitoring, right? Okay. Um, I, I really wanted to point out, and we've heard this 100 times, right? If it's not measured, it's not sustained. Right. And, and the core of heat treating is combustion, yet very few of us actually measure the performance of combustion. We might measure the output temperature, but we don't measure excess oxygen, which right. is really the necessary metric to achieve the efficiency. Um, and, you know, we could see the, the big steel example there kind of guides us, right? Right. Um, you, you should never wonder how well your combustion system is running. Right. You should know with data, right? right. That's the core of your process. So um, get it right and keep it right, and then, you know, get the most out of the, the gas that you purchase. Right. Stop throwing away energy. Um, utilize these high-value, easily implemented solutions um, right. and, and get the most out of it. And the piece that we really didn't talk about was, um, you know, train your team. Um, there are combustion trainings out there. Ours, ours is specifically geared toward combustion and, and really for heat treating operations. But training your team helps develop a common understanding and a common language around combustion Mm -hmm. It dispels a lot of myths around combustion and exposes the team to the latest technologies and, and best practices. And and lastly, uh, you know, keep reading and listening to Heat Treat Today and Heat Treat Radio because that's the best way to <laughs> there you go stay informed, <laughs> stay informed on the latest technologies. I mean, yeah, you, know, you got to keep uh, you got to keep up on it. And you know, all kidding aside, it it is a really uh, great way. The information that you guys provide is significant uh, yeah, towards staying right. up on on the technology. So Pre appreciate that sh shameless promotion there. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It was not even. Uh, it was not even uh, uh, asked for, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Unsolicited. See there. It's right. Good. Unsolicited. Very good. If someone wanted to get a little bit more info, what are you? What are you comfortable giving out as far as contact information uh, for people to get a hold of you? Um, sure. Well, my my email is cnicolia at psenergy.com. Mm-hmm. And my phone number is 814-504-2326. Okay. And I'm available pretty much 24-7. <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 I really, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Huh? Are, you, are you cautioning me on this? <laughs> but, uh, it's 24-7. I say, I know your system's 24-7. I'm not sure your family would appreciate, uh, you know, <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning phone calls, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Carl, thanks very much. I really appreciate you uh, joining us today. Doug, uh, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity uh, to get to speak to you and, and uh, your listeners about some of these uh, technologies that are out there and uh, some of the, th- the ways that uh, PS Energy can help out your listeners and readers. I hope you enjoyed today's Heat Treat Radio episode. To contact Carl Nicolia directly, you can go to his email, which, as he's mentioned, is cnicolia at psenergy.com. I'm going to spell that for you. It's C-N-I-C-O-L-I-A at psenergy.com. And his phone number is 814-504-2326. If you would like to know more about this topic or have ideas for a future episode, you can email me personally, Doug at HeatTreatToday.com. Additionally, if you would like to be a sponsor of a podcast of Heat Treat Radio, just send me a brief email and I'll be in touch. Again, it's Doug at HeatTreatToday.com. Knowing the latest trends gives our listeners the cutting edge. That's why Heat Treat Today is committed to providing valuable information throughout the year. So if you'd like to access more Heat Treat Radio episodes, Simply Google or Bing Heat Treat Radio. We should be the first thing that comes up, or you can go to www.heattreattoday.com slash radio. Lastly, if you want to be part of our endeavor to help people make more informed decisions, contribute to Heat Treat Today's annual 101 Heat Treat Tips collection. This will be widely distributed at the FNA event and these tips are great a great resource for in-house heat treaters who anticipate the list of curated tips each year. Reach out to Heat Treat Today's editor, Karen Ganser, at karen at heattreattoday.com to learn how you can contribute to that collection of heat treat tips. Again, special thanks goes to the Metal Treating Institute, sponsors of Furnaces North America 2020 Virtual this year's largest heat treat event, now 100% virtual. Find out more at www.furnacesnorthamerica.com. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without advanced written permission from Heat Treat Today. The talented audio producer of this podcast is Jonathan Lloyd from Butler, Pennsylvania who created and mixed most of the music that you heard from this podcast. Thanks, Jonathan. Also, a special thanks goes to Bethany Funk, who did most of the editing of this podcast. Thank you, Bethany. I'm your host, Doug Glenn. Thanks for listening.